Hello, and welcome everyone to Cloud9's Medi Mindful Moment podcast series. I'm Judith Dreyer, producer, meditation writer, and your co-host, along with... Hi, I'm Henry Edinger, Cloud9's Chief Operating Officer, and uh, very excited to be here today. Hi, I'm Jeff Nelder, Cloud9's Chief Mindfulness and Marketing Officer. Hope you're having a great day. Today, we are in the midst of unprecedented and challenging times. How can we be present amidst uncertainty, constant interruptions, and the flow of massive external information? Mindfulness practices provide a refuge from our daily distractions fueled by this COVID-19 pandemic. Every person has the ability to become mindful in the current moment. All it takes is the ability to focus your breath, be gentle with yourself, and use awareness to examine and accept. Mindfulness practices such as meditation grow your ability to quiet the inner critic and allow you to be present in the now by creating a space, wherever you are, of kindness and peace. Have you wondered how our mental health practitioners are coping with the COVID-19 crisis with sheltering, isolation, and how do they incorporate mindful practices? Well, we're curious too. And so we had the excitement and delight of inviting Ajimu Allende to be our guest today. Ajimu is a clinical hypnotherapist. He has much experience in transpersonal therapy as well. He sees clients in Carmel, New York, and worldwide via Skype. So welcome today, Ajima, to our show. We're so happy to have you here. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here as well. Oh, this is terrific. Uh, Ajima, you know, our, our show is dedicated not only to, to helping our audience, but, but to helping all of us on the show uh, to share mindful moments together. So we always start our show out by sharing a mindful moment and doing a little bit of exercise out loud with our guests. So we're going to do a mindful moment today and, you know, people don't have to close their eyes or, or leave them open. It's just whatever feels comfortable. And, and this is an exercise that you can do throughout the day as many times as you want. And essentially it works with these momentary intensities that can distract us. Whether we walk in into a meeting and we're carrying a bunch of things from the outside or, you know, Perhaps we had uh, some exchange with somebody that, that we wish we could have phrased differently. And we keep replaying that in our heads. I think of it as shower moments in the morning where you go, gosh, gosh darn, I wish I had said this, this thing this way. Mm. Uh, so when that type of an intensity comes up, we do the following. I'm going to ask everybody who's, who's on the mindful moment with us today to do this. Whatever the most recent intensity is, you don't have to give it any meaning, but call that to mind. Okay. Now we're going to take a deep breath in and then breathe out. And we're going to ask ourselves four questions. The first question is, in regards to that intensity, where do you feel it in the body? Where is it? Just look for it. With me, it's, it's in the throat. And if you can't find it, that's okay. The key is just looking for it. So we ask the first question, where is it? Then we ask the second question. What's it like? Is it a, is it a pressure 
pushing down? Is it a tingling? Is it a warmth? Just look for what it's like and ask the second question. What is it like? What's that felt sense like? And once you have that in mind, you ask the third question, which is, is it moving? Is the, is the felt sense moving somewhere else from wherever it started? Maybe it's not. Either way, it's okay. But you ask the third question, is it moving? And then once you determine that, you ask the fourth question. Is it changing? Is it changing from a tingling or to a heat or a pressure to a expansion? You just ask the fourth question, is it moving? Is that, I mean, is it changing? Is that felt sense changing? And then once you've looked at it from those four questions, you don't need to give it any more meaning. You, then you just take another breath, you come back to the breath in and out. And then you decide what you want to do next because you've held it in gentle awareness without pushing it away, ignoring it, or grasping onto it. And you've been kind to yourself. So that's our many mindful moment for today. So Ajumu, um, after experiencing the uh, mindful moment, do you have any feelings, any sensations that you want to share? Any thoughts? I was definitely able to access where the feeling sensation was in my body from that earlier instance that I was dealing with. And I was able to track its change and its movement in my body. and. I liked not needing to give it a name. I liked not needing to give it any weight or importance, just acknowledgement. That felt good. That's great. So that gentle awareness is uh, so important in times that we have right now. You know, thinking about where we are and all that's happening in the world, what, what states of mind are most distracting to you for you at work right now, well, how can you share with us some of the states of mind so that you have context? I feel like overwhelm is an emotion that a lot of people are experiencing. This is a lot of what I hear from my clients that people may have, under the best of circumstances, been disorganized or procrastinating. But with all of the additional responsibilities, with all the additional information flowing and the changes, many people are feeling very overwhelmed by the information overload and by the changes that are happening and, and how we are parenting and how we are relating and how we are doing business. So it's a lot to, to ask people to make those kinds of shifts and changes. And for me as a hypnotherapist, I always want to remind people that they are much more resourceful than they would give themselves credit for being. One of the central tenets of neurolinguistic programming is that we have all the resources that we need within us. And I do my best to, to share that, that philosophy, that presupposition with as many of my clients as I can. That's wonderful, Ajamu. 
uh, you know, I, I think people might wonder, uh, you know, what, what role, uh, you know, the, the kind of the resource that we have that, that is our mindful awareness that allows us to, to hold all of this, that, the, that resource that we have inside us, which I think is what, what you're talking about as well. Mm. It doesn't matter what name we, we give it, but, but, you know, what, what role does, does mindful awareness, that container or that, that capacity play in, in hypnotherapy? I feel like many people would choose to bury their head in the sand if at all possible. Mm-hmm. And whether we're talking about COVID-19 or whether we're talking about the protests of police brutality that are going on, these situations demand our attention. And if we're used to ignoring our bodies and ignoring our minds and ignoring our states of being, then it's easy to allow other things to also be ignored. But when we acknowledge what is, again, that's a principle uh, tenet of Buddhism, to acknowledge what is, then one has a much better chance of coping and even thriving in the midst of whatever crisis or challenge one is is facing. But that, that, that central idea that one must be awake in order to deal and address with what's, what's going on. We could all wish things were different the way they used to be or the way that they might be in some distant future. But what is right now is what we must all grapple with. Mm. Wow. Beautifully said. Mm. Well, and, and, and what, so, so, so what do you think it would be like if 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 more people were able to to hold things in that way to simply acknowledge what is how would how would things be be different than they are right now i mean we're we're in the midst of a of a situation that none of us have have seen like as far as the intensity part goes absolutely uh, i'll use a bit of a sports metaphor i, I feel like not everyone is in the game and the mobilization of 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 everyone onto the team allows us to achieve whatever it is that we say we want to achieve whether it's equity or whether it's getting more tests or whatever it is that we want when everyone is empowered when everyone feels as if they are a stakeholder as everyone feels like their voice is valid and and these are these are the challenges that we're dealing with we're dealing with a lot of division within our country a lot of different perspectives on what's the right way forward and but there are many people still sitting on the bench there are many people still not choosing to engage in making things better so as more people are able to feel that empowered sense that yes i can do something that i am part of the solution even if that solution is only under my own roof with my own family and my loved ones but everyone instead of looking to others for the direction or looking to others for the solution finding our own solutions finding our own direction 
finding our own power and then letting that light that we have inside of us shine to others, which will then give them permission to, to, to activate their own light and to, and to narrow their own vision in the direction that they feel is the best one for their own unique set of skills. And, and, and the uh, Ajimu, uh, it, it all starts with us, right? I mean, if, if we can't, if we can't enact change or bring the change that, that we dream of seeing it into being within ourselves, I mean, who else is, who else is going to do it? Right. Right. But, and that, that I see you've got just me uh, on the, on the wall behind Actually, you. it's just love. <laughs> oh, just love. Yeah. Just love. Well, <laughs> well, in, in a certain sense, though, just love. Uh, that's that's what it's talking about, right? Indeed. I, I mean, you can't. What, when I hear you speak so eloquently, I, I hear uh, you can't know, know true compassion for others unless you know it for yourself, and you can't know you can't know the deepest love, just love, you know, unless unless you know it for yourself. And um, it, it seems like. You know, if, if we have, if we're going to have any chance, uh, to, to transform the fear and anger that, uh, unless I'm, you know, incorrect, but I, I feel like this is what you're saying. It, it, it's going to have to start with each of us and it's going to have to start from a place of knowing love so that we don't keep beating ourselves up and meeting fear and anger with more fear and anger, huh? Right. Well, I mean, there's a, a famous book, Love is Letting Go of Fear. And, and I truly do believe that this is a fearful time. So wh whether we're talking about the virus or whether we're talking about the unrest and, and civil disobedience that's happening, that there is a great deal of fear. But when we bring love into our hearts, when we ignite that love, when we acknowledge that love, we extend it to ourselves, we extend it to, to the other, whoever that other is, then that's where the hope comes from. That's where the solution comes from. That's where the plan comes from. But it, it, it doesn't come from a place of fear and it doesn't come from a place of isolation. It doesn't come from a place of division. However, these states of mind of being overwhelmed and feeling isolated, feeling lonely and so forth. These states of mind are the most unresourceful states that we can we can hold. And it's impossible to inspire people, like I said, to get off the bench and to take part in whatever it is that is to be done if we're all kind of collapsed inward on ourselves and sticking our heads in the sand and, and fretting and worrying and, and even becoming angry and short-tempered with, with our loved ones. And, and it's, a natural, it's a natural reaction to an overwhelming and complex situation. It's perfectly normal. That being said, that's why the Buddha came to to teach us things to give us vehicles to use his words that will uh, allow us to make some sense of this world that we're living in and i feel that every holistic practitioner every mindfulness teacher every yoga teacher etc we are being called to be that light bearer to be that force of of compassion to be that force of love so it's so much, so much more important than it's ever been. 
in in a time of 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 of, um, of contamination and in a time of 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 great civil unrest that that we are able to to model these uh, techniques these ways of thinking these mindsets because that's what everyone needs. And we have to quote practice what we preach and we work amongst ourselves, we work with one another. I was seeing my therapist yesterday. I had a, a colleague of mine who's a hypnotherapist in California and he needed someone to lean on today. He was on his way to work with a, a, a gravely ill person. There's, there's, uh, we're, not, we're not superhuman. We're, we're not God, so to speak. We are uh, vulnerable as well. But it's our practices that make us able to do what we do. But we must, we must rely on one another. We must lean on each other. We must be vulnerable amongst one another so that we can rebuild ourselves and renew ourselves and restore ourselves so that we can continue shining. Absolutely. Uh, can, can, can I add one? Yeah. Can, so you said something I think is so um, pertinent and important right now. When people don't know where to go or what to do, just just your point about family. So, for for me and my kids, that you know, we're we're just having conversations where they're asking questions, and and I just say, well, well, this this is how I think about it, but but what do you think? And so, what, what what's come clear to me. Is, is as the internal environment and understanding that they tweet way more than I do and they're, <laughs> you know, they feel the weight of social media much more than I do. But, but, but by going through and asking questions and having them ask me things and how I think about it and then coming back to them, asking them how they feel, their, their energy comes down. They feel more confidence. They mm. feel like their part in things have changed. So when you said that, it really resonated because you don't necessarily have to grab a sign and go to your local town square to take part in this, to, to spread knowledge, to spread an understanding. So very powerful statement. I, I think you, I think you hit it on the head and there's like, we're experiencing that right here in this family, whereas people, and by the way, I've noticed when they're calmer, then they're not on the social media right away. They're not responding as fast. So the, the world actually kind of, can slow down for them if you can help them do it. So I love that comment. Thank you. I think you're right on. Ajimo, you speak so beautifully. Again, you know, um, such wisdom to share for our listeners. I just have I have one question for you. Do you have a story to share about uh, something you've experienced during this time that would be helpful? Yes. And it is not the most favorable story but i think it's important uh, when we when we last spoke you and i we talked a lot about nature and we talked about the healing qualities of nature being outdoors and what we can gain from that experience whether we are connecting with water or whether we're connecting with earth and so forth and in the weeks since we last spoke it's become increasingly difficult for me to be in nature and to draw strength from the natural world in the way that I have for all of my life. And I know that it's a direct result 
of what is happening, not the coronavirus, but the focus on police brutality. And as a black man, it's something that I've dealt with my entire life. And I've relied on nature to recharge my batteries and to heal my wounded heart. And since the protests have, have begun around the world, and I've participated in some in my little part of the world, I don't feel as connected to nature. I don't feel as safe. And I felt safer in the midst of the coronavirus than I have in the midst of this new resurgence of awareness about police brutality. And so I've had to practice mindfulness in order to be able to acknowledge that, yes, the antennae that I normally have that allows me to draw uh, positive energy from the moon and the stars and so forth, that it those antennae have gone down, that I, I, I felt myself pulling inward out of a degree of self-protection that, that was not conscious. And fortunately, I am married to uh, another mindful practitioner, and she was able to, we were able to talk about it together, and I was able to, to move out of that, to allow the antenna to once again uh, come out and allow myself to take off my shoes and to put my feet in the earth again. And it, and it's not like it was, but that's the thing. It's, it's a, it's a journey and it, it may not feel good. It may not feel comfortable and safe in the first instant, in that first moment, but giving it time in some ways, forcing myself, I never have to force myself to go outdoors. But I've had to force myself to go outdoors since uh, George Floyd. I've had to. And it would be very easy if I wasn't a mindful practitioner to just binge on Netflix and just stay inside and just do my best to bury my head in the sand and to swallow my feelings. But I know that that doesn't serve me. I know that doesn't serve my family. I know that doesn't serve our world. And I know that for me, one of the greatest healing tools that I have is nature, is being out, and the weather is amazing. Uh, but in spite of that, it hasn't been easy for me. So I share that story because uh, one of the things about transpersonal healing and therapy is that it's it's very honest, and spirituality is not just rosy pictures. It's about rawness and realness. And one of the things that don't get talked about a lot in psychology or in spirituality is, is race and ethnicity. And that's really what's at the center of a lot of this, even with the COVID-19 crisis, disproportionate uh, numbers of people who are, who are being affected are people of color. And that's not something that is easy for people to talk about, black or white, but it, it is real. It is what is. And it's the underlying medical conditions that many people of color have that they bring to the COVID crisis that make them more vulnerable, but that has to be addressed. It can't just be written off. Again, I find that so insightful because it's tough. You know, what you're talking about is tough. There are issues that haven't been addressed for hundreds of years easily. And we, we have the opportunity, like you said, to get out of hiding 
and to address them and make some changes. But what we're all about is how can we use the tools of mindfulness to help us within a difficult situation? Absolutely. So do you have a couple of tips that you'd like to share um, what's really? worked for you? Well, like I said, uh, being in nature is very important for me. It has historically been a healing balm for me. One of the, the mindful tools that I've learned from different martial arts teachers and such is just either if you are able to be in nature or if you just imagine yourself in nature, being able to just picture yourself by a stream. And as you imagine the stream flowing left to right, right to left, whichever direction it flows, just imagine that there are leaves that are falling into the stream and onto one of those leaves or onto one of those twigs, you can simply place one of your errant thoughts, one of the thoughts that are challenging, that are heavy for you to bear. And in the course of 10 minutes, in the course of 20 minutes, however long you have to do the meditation, you're able to acknowledge that thought, acknowledge that feeling and place it onto that vessel and then let it float away with the understanding that as it floats away, it's, it's leaving your body, it's leaving your mind, but it's going to be transformed wherever it's going it's going to be absorbed, it's going to be transformed. And I think that's really an important piece of it. Sometimes people have a, a difficult time uh, writing their thoughts down, journaling. People have a difficult time saying what it is they're feeling because it's almost like once you've expressed it, what, where is it gonna go, what's it gonna do? And, and knowing that when we release, that it's going to be okay, that we're gonna be okay as a result, that it's better out than in. So that's one technique I'd love to share. Beautiful, beautiful. I think that's um, based on what you said about engaging and using nature in this particular technique. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's perfect for a, a positive message through a difficult time. And, and again, Indeed. that's what Cloud9 is all about, is to try to be a, a part of the solution for the difficulties that we're facing today uh, in, our, in our daily life. Um, Jeff and Henry, is there anything else you'd like to add or um, ask before we close off? Uh, I, I just want to say thank you, Ajamu. You know, uh, the the idea of panning for gold comes to mind as a metaphor. You know, the, mm -hmm. the idea that 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 you can surface wisdom among people in you know a, a very short period of time uh, is is something that is is precious and that we should never take for granted. And I, speaking for myself, you've caused my heart to swell today, Ajamu. Thank you. And Henry's muted. That This is, this is, uh, <laughs> I did it again. So um, it's, I'd like to say it's a pleasure to meet you and um, your thoughtfulness and uh, reminding the audience that you can take some heavy thoughts and, and gently move them on was, is very, very powerful. So uh, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And, and we love the grounding here. The grounding mm. has always been good. Getting in nature, you can feel the energy of, of nature. And so hopefully that comes back full strength and even better for you. But, and, and just thank you for sharing that story with us. It's very powerful. Yeah, and well, I'm, very, I'm very grateful for, for being here. Thank you so much for both, all of you for doing what you do, for creating what you're creating. There, Jeff, there, did you have something? I, I wanted to add there. There are so many people who don't feel safe for uh, for reasons that are very topical right now. But 
I think there are just so many people who don't feel safe, who share that that feeling of not feeling safe outside their, their house right now for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. And you, you letting them know that they're not alone here today was, was so important. And it was important to me. I, it, that, that's why my heart swallowed. I just wanted to say mm-hmm. that very specifically. It's not lip service. Thank you. Thank you. Ajimo, how about your contact information? I know that uh, podcasts like this, I know amongst my family and friends, people may want to contact you for for your incredible guidance and wisdom. Absolutely. Uh, I have a, a new website. One of the things that I love to do is help families who are expecting a child. Uh, I'm a product of a hypnotic childbirth going back to 1968. So hypnosis has been helping uh, families to have pain-free, anxiety-free births for a long, long time. So my website's name is www.awakenedbirth.net, and you can reach me at 845-240-6470. I work primarily using Zoom and Skype. I've helped people in 28 states and nine countries over the years that I've been doing this. You can reach me via my email address, which is my first and last name, at gmail.com. That's A-J-A-M-U. A-Y-I, N as in Nancy, D as in David, E as in Edward, at gmail.com. Oh, that's great. Thank you. And for our listeners, I'd just like to remind them that uh, you can contact us here at, at Cloud9 by going to our website, which is c9ohealth.com. And if you haven't already taken advantage of our free offer, please visit the App Store and download MediMind. If you are already a MediMind user, please join us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to this podcast. And remember, all of your questions and comments are really appreciated. So on behalf of the MediMind team, this is Judith Dreyer, Henry Edinger, and Jeff Nelder. We're all saying thank you again to you, Hachimu Allende, for joining us today. And Jeff? Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. And, and for all our listeners, there's always time to make time for your own well-being just by becoming mindful with your breath in and out. Bye for now.